0: The PwC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. PW
1: Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for your photography needs.
0: Big time chop. now the hammer throw into the corner, follows up, Joe. Oh, oh. Agility and athleticism, personified by one of the legitimately toughest men ever in pro wrestling. No question, good Samoa. call. Samoa Joe, that head and shoulder fake to the right came around the corner with the NZ Geary on the left. Hot Max Caster looking, but Caster now throwing in right and left to the body of Joe, but Joe, one swift knee on oh, the snap they the yeah. you like contact, you're going to love Samoa Joe, folks. He's his amazing yeah. Hall of Fame-like career. so first men's qualifier in the Olin' Art Foundation Tournament. We've already qualified two women in the women's division, and we'll qualify another one tonight. That's right, last week, Tony Storm, wait a second. Oh, my God! Oh, my oh God! God. God. Larger toe suicidas I've ever seen. See Joe with the green on his trunks, and homage to Mitsuhara Misawa, and so is that huge elbow suicida. And Anthony Bowens wants no puck with Samoa Joe. Yeah, back keep back and I can run, man. Oh, oh, oh he didn't get did his job though. I was gonna say, Tony, last week in her debut, Tony Storm arrived in AEW in advance to the Owen Hart Foundation women's tournament. And then on Rampage this past Friday night, Jamie Hayter punched her ticket into the tournament. Uh-oh. Caster with the backhand. Yeah, that's good. Just piss him off. Piss him off real good. When Samoa Joe gets ahead of his team, the only thing you need to do is get out of the way. Oh! Well, there it is! Muscle Buster! The cover! The winner of match. the eyes of a trained, paid, hired killer. Tsumoa eye Joe, the eyes of a man, the first man to qualify for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament.
2: Joe, Joe, Joe! Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. 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 There's There's a a reason we're back back here. We're not gonna go out there. We're not gonna gonna rain on your parade. We're not gonna ruin your moment, your live AEW Dynamite Dynamite debut. We're not gonna ruin ruin it like you ruined our moment moment last week. Right, 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 because we got more class than that. that. In In fact, fact, we we respect respect you a lot more than you respect us. And that should be pretty pretty difficult considering the fact that last week, we changed our outlook in life. My outlook now is just to do whatever the hell and say whatever the hell it is that I want. And I wonder, Would I have that same outlook, Joe, if you would have actually answered your damn phone? Because Because for four four months, I tried to call my teacher. For four four months, I tried to call my my mentor for a little bit of advice, and you never answered answered your your phone. And now now I see you walking around here, so you clearly have a phone, but the problem is you only answer that phone for billionaires. That's the real problem. In fact, I think his first t-shirt here should say, Samoan Joe, the Samoan Gold (laughs) Digger. But that's that's not not even the part part that upsets me. What upsets me is we didn't even know you were gonna be here. Cause 'cause I respect you. you. I would've rolled out the red carpet for you, I would've bought you, okay? It's not too late to still do that, Jake. You know what? You're right. You're, You're absolutely, absolutely right. It's, it's not too you, you know, know what? what? Next, next week, true. let's do it. Next, next week, Joe, we're, we're going to get you get a present so big, so grand, it's, it's going to embody our love for you. It's going to show you how much you. we appreciate, so you. So you, appreciate you. you. So next week in New, New Orleans, your number one student is going to give his teacher a present that he'll never forget. See you in New Orleans. I like that. Jay
0: Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. With an offer for Samoa Joe, welcoming reception. Great shielding that time by Matt. Yeah. Got him in between both members of that oh. Man, Nick Jackson to the header on the apron. Boy, the fans are behind FTR. Look at them, they're standing. Cash trying to make the crawl. Matt Jackson. It's the upkick gets booted up. off. Oh, oh. Super kick takes out Dax Harwood. Harwood. Just got introduced to some shoe leather with a straight kick right to the face. That was so close to being a tag. So close. And Nick got there just in the nick of time. You see the tape on FTR. Evident of what a physical past seven days they've had. First the Gun Club victory last week on Dynamite, then against the Briscoes last Friday night. The Young Bucks had a very busy Friday night as well. Oh! They defeated Top Flight, but some miscommunication right there. And he can't afford to make any faux pas. Oh, oh. deep water! Big time uppercut for that shiver. And now, look at Dax firing this crown up. There's a tie! And a rousing ovation here for the hot tag. Dax Harwood wiping out both Matt and Nick Jackson. The suplex it. A little bit of a Young Buck sandwich there. And nicks it to the outside. Arwood repeatedly striking and striking. That Great yikes. effectiveness. Matt Jackson telegraphed it. Dax counter. <laughs> Inside cradle. Couldn't quite hold it. but And sunset flip attempt. On two. Oh, Dax counter. Rolls back, through! And, oh, my strength. The bridge up. But both Dax Harwood and Matt Jackson with lower back issues. But now, down to a seated position. They roll through. Two, no! Well, that would've been a conundrum. Ooh. Both shoulders are down. Both guys. oh The punch. Bang! Oh. the pile! <laughs> Driver, Matt Jackson got stopped! Guys, and I think so did Harwood. I don't understand why it wasn't in. That was a beautiful foul driver. It shows you the grip, determination, and the, and the just a damn next strength of uh, Matt Jackson. Well, these two teams have absolutely torn it up. They have torn it up here tonight. It awesome. Yes, it is, fans. It is awesome. Another night like in AEW live will be in New Orleans next Wednesday night. Dallas, Texas, next Friday night. But right now, here in Boston, the Young Bucks and FTR doing battle. Oh, Nick Jackson got a little overeager and he paid for it. That apron, so unforgiving and remorseless. Whoa, good God! Jack sweeps up the legs of Matt Jackson. Let's not forget, two championships are on the line tonight. Triple A and ROH, and watch out here. See that tag? FTR looking for the powerplex here. Cash with that suplex. Oh, wait, Nick Jackson, the counter! Cash has made the tag. I think I'm right. Yep. Cash is, is the legal man, as is Matt Jackson. But right now, all four men are down. hell of a tag team matchup, ladies oh and gentlemen. We're all witnessing and enjoying. 18 months since the first time these teams faced one another. The Young Bucks came away with the victory that night. Who will be victorious here tonight? What a knee strike. What a Geary! What an elbow. And a bulldog drop kick combination from the Bucks. The Young Bucks going to work on Cash Wheeler. Yeah. Oh, wow, he bore the brunt of the offense. And now the Young Bucks see their opening. Face first. Oh, wait. Dax held on. Brainbuster on the floor. Oh, that will one change one's attitude in a hurry. This match is living up to all the hype. Matcha, Every bit of it. is just up. Could that be it? Is that or not? It's got to be! No! Fans out of their seats. Can't believe what they are witnessing. What you're witnessing, ladies and gentlemen, is tag team history. Never going to forget this night. And we've done a a lot of dynamites. And even more great tag team wrestling over our career, Tom. That's right. This ranks right there. This is as good as I've... Remember. He said at the top of the night, this is a paper. Oh, big
2: rig, no counter.
0: He blocked it. He blocked it. And look, he's got a oh, run for it. Oh, the low blow! down south. I was in the North Boston last night missed south. Well, that wasn't a miss right there, I'll tell you. No, it was not. And look at this. The box with the big ring on Cass Wheeler. Are they going to win it here after the low blow the big ring? No! Wheeler was, had just wheeled his way back in this match. The Jacksons may not like it, but they got to appreciate the courage. You know, last Friday night, we saw the Briscoe brothers use the big rig at Supercard of Honor. Here the Young Bucks use it. FTR both times able to withstand it. Nobody has perfected the technique quite like FTR. But here's an oldie but a goodie. More bang for your buck. The bar. In the fight in FTR. The Bucks can't believe it. But friend, neither can I. There's a cover. Matt Jackson, a little bit, a little bit too much celebration. Well, he was—he yeah, was protesting, but then those tag team instincts of the Young Bucks kicked in. You saw Matt go for the subsequent two quick covers. Now, where's Nick going? Oh, he's got the ROH, one of the ROH belts. Well, they, they, these two guys can be disqualified, it's not a no-disqualification yeah, match. And Dax, tug-of-war yeah. here. Yeah. The roll up here! One, two, no! Oh. Oh. And that was so close. Oh. Knox it and see it! Oh, come it's on! The, come on! Got oh. yeah. And he had the tights as well, but they're still alive! Fans are loving this, and so are we. That would have been it for sure, were not for the intervention of Dax Harwood.
2: Oh, super kick from Harwood.
0: The Bucks are building that momentum that they've been striving for in this entire contest. Championships on the line. This is our main event. But this could be the end of the line for FTR. Here comes the trigger, guys. You so can the- see it. Young Bucks, looking for the BTH trigger! Nick Jackson covers two. Foot's on the roll. Foot's on the Knox just noticed it last second. The last moment. There you go. Foot was on the roll. That's right. Nick Knox made a good ball there. He counted he he three. three. Here's the B- Trigger. Watch the uh, right leg. Here you go. Out of bounds. Before the three. And the young bucks apoplectic. But Rick Knox making the right call here. Damn right he was. And this thing's going to continue. Still looking for a, that elusive three count on either side. We're going to the milk Uh oh. Dogs Uh-oh. Dax Ooh. counters catches. that strength. Looking for that slingshot powerbomb. Tombstone combination by FTR. And all four of these guys are just like running on fumes right now, but still going in it. They're Jackson Browning. They're running on the tackle, oh, Wait a second. What are they going to do? Oh. next BTE trigger. Yeah, 11. And
2: now,
0: now they dominate. The big Rag. Four, two, three, FTR continues to win. and continue to dominate tag team wrestling with a hell of a oh, victory goodness. over the great young Bucks. Is there anything, is there such a thing as the, the 10 star match? If it is, I think we just saw the damn thing. What an incredible victory! for FTR, what an incredible seven days.
3: And now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Chris Renz.
4: Them. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. The PwC presents The Skirmish. I'm your host, Christopher Franz That's A-M-B-S, like Lambs with Noel, or bullshit first thing in the morning. I am here with my co-host, my friend, my DJ. He is Jimmy T of the PwC. Jimmy, how the fuck are you, mate?
1: I'm fucking brilliant, bro. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm feeling good, except for buying this little piece of shit mixer over here. But other than that, I'm good, brother. How's Canada?
4: You know what, man? I gotta say, Canada's starting to look a lot more like a habitable place. Whoa. Um, the snow and the ice is starting to melt, and really? uh, it's just it's fucking beautiful, man. I've been I've been crazy busy the last couple of weeks because um, I do those pipe docks, uh, I need, like, I actually need there to be about two feet of ice on the, on the, on top of the water in order to do the pipe docks. Right. And, uh, so we've been just pushing like fucking crazy, trying to get it done before the ice melts. Damn. And, uh, happy to say we got our last one done today and I don't have to go back on the fucking ice roads.
1: Well, that deserves a celebration, bro. Cheers with ca- caritos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> This drink Uh, is the shit brother Well over here man It's still kind of warmish I want it to get fucking cold bro It's even been raining And it's still kind of warm It's friggin April already Come on Australia For fuck's sake Cool down Come on Australia Yeah Yeah, Australia Come on What
4: what the fuck What the fuck you doing Australia
1: (laughs) We're going bunkers over here mate
4: Over here Oh good (laughs) good stuff uh, i don't know if that was new york or australia but <laughs> anyway my accents are not great um oh, no. right well let's see if there's anything going on in the world um recently something that i thought was pretty cool was um tony khan apparently has uh, has read an independent study that has yeah. suggested that all of the hatred uh, out yeah. there for aew is actually uh, a paid group of individuals uh, along with some bots do you, wow. me, do you have any thoughts
1: on this I do as a matter of fact man and we we're talking about this just a little bit earlier with with D over here and dude uh, I hate to say this I love the company per se of AEW right I'm not saying the company per se maybe the what I see on television I like a lot right right when it comes to their management and their fucking fan base uh, that's a totally different story, man. And it's getting ugly, Chris. It's really starting to get ugly. I think TK right now is backtracking like a motherfucker after the bombshell of Cody Rhodes appearing at WWE WrestleMania and is officially a WWE guy. Kingdom and all, Chris. It's AEW Cody in WWE, bro. Like, literally. To, to a T. Everything. Everything about him. Even though he was this exact character long before aw mind you but everybody likes to right. point out that he's the aw cody so i'll just join in on the fun and say he's the aw cody but man that fucking fan base stinks bro i'm not gonna lie including their fucking boss their owner i'm talking to you tk you fucking mumpet that's all i got to yeah. say man this guy has lost the plot <clears throat> he thinks wb are paying bots now or someone's paying bots with all the AEW hate. Come on, man. And hey, you yeah, know what, man. Chris? I want to <laughs> just say quickly, I feel like wb has gotten a lot more momentum right now than actually AEW, funny enough.
4: I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like both of them are stale. Like, I haven't well, yeah. felt anything really moving forward great for for AEW lately. But even like, you know, People are like, oh, now you hate Cody because he's in WWE. Yeah. No, man. I've been saying for like three years that Cody's shit. Like, I like this is garbage. It's a it's a stupid character. It's not fucking entertaining. And uh yeah, I'm just to me, both of these companies are stale. Well, look, look,
1: the good thing is I've noticed AEW is really trying extremely hard now, man. Right? For better or worse. They're really trying to put on a great show. Heck we're even getting a rampage with a AEW title match nevertheless a texas freaking death match didn't we just see one not long ago anyway but still we're getting that between hangman adam page and
4: adam on the pole cole adam on the pole cole (laughs) versus uh adam all the rage cage uh (laughs) page um But, I mean, yeah, for the light heavyweight championship of the world. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, oh, the light heavyweight. <laughs>
1: fuck. That's good, bro. That, that is good. For the light heavyweight championship of AEW.
4: That's right. They need to add in S.A. Rios, and it'll be a oh. great, uh, great retro light heavyweight championship match. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, God. Heck, even add Lita in his corner once again, bro. Why not? That's Let's right. go full OG.
4: Why-, why the fuck not?
1: Oh, um, man. That's crazy, bro. But anyway, so, my, yeah, continue so, on, Chris. Sorry. So, so
4: he went on to say, um, yeah, like if you look at a lot of these uh profiles, it's like 80% retweets, retweets and replies. Who who whose Twitter is 80% retweets and replies? And I'm just thinking, I don't know, everybody with a girlfriend who wants to fuck <laughs> them Tony, like <laughs> what? Like
1: A serious question, Chris. Honestly, right? A serious fucking question. Do you think TK has got a missus or some shit, bro? Is he even with anybody?
4: Man, I think it depends entirely upon how willing Orange Cassidy is <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to take on that role.
1: Ooh, are you insinuating that he might be on the fluffy side there, Chris?
4: <laughs> I think he might be I think he might be a little puffy, you know? A <laughs> <Nice>. puffy.
1: <laughs> that popped me. Absolutely puffy, bro. I mean i'm not gonna lie it's funny because jeff our good old friend jeff Lipman, evil dose he thinks that uh tk is on hardcore coke bro all the time <laughs> is he on the coca or is he just fucked up bro and he's i don't know man
4: he might be on the coca and the coca at the same <laughs> time it's, it's hard to know man
1: <laughs> the coca and the coca i love it bro that's even is better that these guys easy. taking it from both ends <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying.
4: Yeah, he's got he's got some white stuff going up his nose and maybe in his ass too. Uh, oh,
1: oh, right there. Oh,
4: <laughs>
1: that's brilliant, bro! What a start.
4: Anyway, I just couldn't let that go because it just made me laugh. I was like, "What?" And then also, like the thing about eighty percent being like replies and retweets. I'm oh. I'm like ninety five percent sure that's what my Twitter is like because you know <laughs> me, I don't tweet a bunch, right? I just,
1: right, right. And I don't blame you, bro. It's fucking toxic out there. Like the saying goes, it's a jungle out there, literally, man. And this toxicity between WWE fan base, AEW fan base, why can't people just be fucking professional wrestling fans, bro?
4: Oh, I'm with you, dude. I, I'm 100% with you. And, like, I don't like what the WWE does most of the time because they even go out of their way to to tell you, like, we're not professional wrestling. And it's like, Okay fine i don't right. want to i don't want to watch then, right which right, is why i've right. said like even even with all of aew's problems and there's a lot of problems like i oh. prefer aew because it's still a wrestling company you know right. absolutely but but the idea that you can only like one or the other is pretty childish Like, I remember when I was, like, 15 being like, yeah, man, fuck Eminem. I'm all about Everlast, you know? But it's like, you can like two fucking rappers at the same time, you (laughs) 2
1: And you know what, dude? More importantly, even back in the Monday Night War days, right, between WCW and fucking WWE, I don't remember, like, such toxicity between fan bases, man. Back then, I felt like everybody was just a fan. Of pro wrestling and everybody was just happy, man. You know what I mean? And then now we got this shit. I mean, these AEW fanboys are freaking crazy, right? They can't accept shit, right? It's just fucking wrestling on television. You know, predetermined professional wrestling. You know what I mean? I don't understand why people are getting such,
4: you know, butt hurt. Literally,
1: you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I
4: totally hear you, man. It's like, it's like, guys like settle down right you got Bad. people out there yelling and being like and being like like I, you see tweets where people are like you know literally like you picture these people crying as they're tweeting <laughs> cody yeah. rhodes well, they do, trade AEW. <laughs> you're like dude get a fucking oh, girlfriend man. yeah like,
1: or boyfriend for that matter shit
4: I mean, just fuck somebody. Like, you know, <laughs> any holes of gold for these fuck guys, somebody bro. Fuck yourself, like that's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah, you let out some tension.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, the point of the story is go fuck yourself, AEW Mark Tardes, because I'm telling you, it will be for the better. I'm telling you guys, it'll, man.
4: It'll it'll make you feel better. Anyway, I, I, I was just thinking about that, too, because I saw something on Facebook today that said that, um, I guess, like, you know, lawyers and stuff are trying to figure out um, if, they should, if they should legally allow sex bots, because I guess oh. that's going to be a thing moving forward.
2: What a <laughs> fucking world.
1: What a world, bro. Each to their own, man. And you know what? It's funny, because AEW truly is the millennial company of, you know, in professional wrestling, bro, for real. And not just that. WB come across as very right wing, you know what I mean, with their way of shit. Yeah. And AEW is literally the lefties, bro. Like, literally. It's left versus right. It's fucking ass wipes versus ass clowns. I'll say one thing, man. The WB fanboys are not this bad. You gotta give them that at least, bro.
4: I think most people who watch WWE are pretty realistic about how right. shitty the product is. Absolutely. Like You talk to most people who watch Raw every week and they're like, listen, I know this show is garbage, but it's my garbage and I'm (laughs) going to keep watching it.
1: Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie. This fan base is really putting me off in many ways too of AEW, right? But that's fine. Let them have it. That's why I don't interact online anymore with these Mark Tards because it just drives me nuts, bro. And it's getting worse by the day, bro.
4: Yeah. No, absolutely, man. So, all right. Well, uh i guess we should get into the show then let's um, after get we've, into it <laughs> after we've thoroughly buried everyone who might want to watch who might want to listen to this because they're fans of AEW.
1: well uh, stiff shit, man because at the end of the day you and i have said this man this rewind months months ago maybe even a year ago chris right uh, weren't we the ones actually saying that we saw this shit coming we said if cody's not careful right the fans are going to turn and I'm telling you, we said this at least three months in advance before the fans even started turning, bro. And that's exactly what fucking happened.
4: You know what I mean? Yep. yep. No, absolutely. And now now he's in WWE and everybody's going to be super happy to see him. They're all cheering, bro. They're not. Hey, yeah.
1: Well, I'm telling you, they go, it's Cody Mania, brother.
4: Yeah, right now. Because he just <laughs> yeah. showed up.
1: It's crazy, dude. You know, it wasn't long ago that the AEW Mark Tards were totally booing him out of the building. And now it's like he's the best thing since sliced bread on the WWE side. It's it's crazy.
4: Now it's like they're crying because he's gone. It's like, fuck you, Cody. We hate you. Cody goes away. Fuck you, Cody. We (laughs) loved you.
1: And you know what, man? No, screw you, AEW Mark Tards. It was probably you guys' fault that fucking made him want to leave anyway. You should have cheered him, guys. You should have cheered him.
4: You should have... You should never have cheered him, and you shouldn't cheer him now that he's in WWE. <laughs> Fuck Cody Rhodes. Um, sorry, I know I know that'll piss some people off. I don't care. Um, all right, well let's let's get to the show because um, Jimmy, I don't know if you know this or not, but AEW uh, this week started off with a boom.
1: I believe it. Did start with a boom.
4: It started with a boom as it's Adam Cole versus Christian. Let me just say before we start, Christian needs a new tagline because Outwork Everyone, he's not doing that.
1: (laughs) Wow. You know what's funny? And uh, Jeff brought up a good point. So shout out to Lipman again. We're talking about Christian. And you know what? He said a great thing, man. Christian is the most, how can I, how do I put this? The most, um, you know he doesn't really have to put in much work, and he still pulls off a great match. If that makes sense.
4: Oh, a hundred percent, dude. I, I I love watching Christian. I, I think not only does he put on great matches, I think he's a great promo. Um, really, like I think Christian is is one of one of these guys who, in twenty years, we're gonna look back at his on his whole career, and I think most people are gonna go, "That's one of the greatest guys of his generation." Absolutely,
1: dude. Absolutely. One of the greatest – like, he's, a, he's an unsung hero, dude, for real. And, like, even at his age, I dare say he still pulls on better matches than even Edge does, bro.
4: I think he's a better – yeah, I think he's a far better in-ring technician than Edge. I think the only thing that Edge has over Christian is – I think he's a bit more charismatic. Oh, he is, no no doubt. Absolutely but i still think that christian is has an incredible amount of charisma as well so he's captain
1: charisma for a reason bro except like you said we need to see him outwork everybody and i think finally after this match the seeds are finally planted for a christian turn that we've been saying for a good year since he's even joined the company
4: yeah no for sure the uh the post match uh I won't call it an interview, but there was a little post-match thing with Jurassic Express. Anyway, um, let's uh let's go over the match. Cole starts out the match uh just out quicking Christian. You know, he's a little bit faster, obviously. Christian being an older, uh, more seasoned light heavyweight. Um <laughs> I do have written here, Christian worked pretty hard in this match. He did. Um you, you could tell he was trying to uh, get, get Cole over, um, making his moves look a little more impactful.
2: No um, doubt, man.
4: At one point, he takes over. He does the Christian stuff, kind of what he does. Takes over with a sunset flip, pendulum kick, goes for the kill switch. Uh, Cole avoids it, uh, takes back over with a super kick, and he lowers the boom, uh, hmm. but it was a near fall.
1: You're yeah, um, right. And you know why it was a near fall, Chris? It was because he didn't take down the pad.
4: (laughs) That's right.
1: That's storytelling, brother.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Storytelling. (laughs) All right. Um, The crowd bites on a spear as the finish, which made me question moving forward exactly what the IQ of everyone in this crowd was. Um, Sorry. You, You think that Christian's about to win a match against Adam Cole who is literally challenging for the title next week and you think that Christian is going to win this match with a spear. No. <laughs> I'd have been on my hands. I'd have been sitting <laughs> on my hands. No. Nope, this is not the end of this match. Um and I like Christian. Absolutely. That makes two of us, bro. All right. Well, uh Cole gets the win. There's a brawl between the Express and the Disputable Era afterwards. <laughs> um page comes down uh, again not to rhinestone cowboy get on that already tony hey. i'm sorry dude but i really want to hear like that you know that gong that he has at the beginning of his of his entrance theme right but right. then i wanted to but then i wanted to scratch and go like a rhinestone cowboy because <laughs> yeah. that's what he is um he's better anyway. you know what he had a lot of fire man he had a lot of fire, you're right, but I just man. <laughs> they book a Texas death match uh for next week and my reaction is why? What, why on what rampage has happened no less. between these two. It's like, personal, what, What's brother. happened between these two that they need a Texas death match.
1: I'll tell you what happened. I heard down the Grapevine that uh apparently Cole gave the boom the hangman's fucking mother You know what I'm saying That's 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 the rumor That's the word on the street According to wow. TK anyway Yeah Storytelling brother
4: Right TK yeah. uh, who, TK who, who, Who's very trustworthy In his opinion <laughs> That um, Yeah Everyone who hates AEW Is a bot Great um, The bot It's a bot I'm a bot Yeah AEW sucks Beep boop beep <laughs> um, Like fuck off um, I, I don't know man I'm just I'm not feeling this Feud anymore like I wasn't Excited about it when they started The match that they had at the pay-per-view Was a fine match But I couldn't get into it And they're extending this some more I just uh, no, you're Do right. you care? Well look
1: I'll give two positives Out of all these negatives that we're giving There's two positive things One we're getting a loaded rampage For once dude so that's always positive because at least, you know, because we cover it on Hameen Media Group at ChannelAttitude.com and, uh, man, the better Rampage gets, the better it is for us. You know what I'm saying? So that's one positive. The second positive is, you know, hate it or love it, at least they're trying to prolong a feud again. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. it's, it's over nothing. I, I don't even know what, what this shit is even over. Is it over the elite? is uh adam cole jealous or hangman's jealous that they're better friends with fucking the bucks and kenny i don't know man but at least they're trying nevertheless i couldn't care less about this fucking feud like you said but it is what it is and i look forward to rampage just because it's happening on rampage i, I believe i don't think we've even we've even had an AEW world title match on
4: rampage we've had an impact title match though uh uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. I can't recall ever seeing the AEW World Title on the line on Rampage. But honestly, most of the time I was watching this episode of Dynamite, I was thinking, I wish it was Rampage, or <laughs> I wish it was next week because next week's Dynamite looks like it's pretty well stacked too. So absolutely,
1: absolutely. But you know what? I've noticed a trend, Chris. The last three weeks have been pretty stacked in the first hour, and then there's a a deep decline, bro. Like a full nosedive. You know, at the top of the second hour or the top of the first Mm. hour, shall I say. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there's – it seems like right in the middle they're having a really hard time with what to book um, and what's – I'm not sure exactly how to describe it. It's like they're not sure what to do with mid-card, right? Because you've got Sammy Guevara, right, who's sort of like your mid-card star right now in AEW. I mean, that's his role. I don't know if he is or not, but that's his role, right? No, I I agree.
1: He definitely used their mid-card style for
4: sure, man. And everything that he did on tonight's episode was literally he came out right before a commercial break and held cue cards up for the picture-in-picture. And I didn't even read it, bro. Like, what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, when when Razor was in the mid-card of the WWE... You you kind of heard from Razor every week. Absolutely. He he didn't he didn't have tiny little moments. He he had stuff that he was doing every week. When when Brett was going after the Intercontinental Championship, you saw Brett wrestle every week. When you know, when Benoit and Jericho were sort of that mid-range championship for the WWE, you saw them constantly. And with AEW, it's like they're not sure if they want to put if they want to just exclusively put their mid card on Rampage, or if there's some space for them on Dynamite. It's it's very it seems very confused.
1: I agree one hundred percent. I mean, they get a few things right, you know what I mean. But like I said, I'm convinced that TK just throws shit up against the wall, and if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. One thing's for sure though this crowd was hot man and pretty much everywhere they're going dude even if it's fucking, you know back country north carolina they're all fucking, they're all pretty hot crowds Where traditionally if it was wb going to those towns it would be just a blah fest you know what i mean so yeah well
4: cool. because because most of those small towns they're they're wrestling fans they absolutely they, their grandparents were wrestling fans so when wwe comes and they do you know kitty here's the balloons kind of stuff most people's reaction is this isn't wrestling this isn't the wrestling that i grew up watching with my grandma or whatever Right, yeah, right right and i mean i know that sounds funny that sounds a little rednecky, but that's how uh-huh. it is in a lot of the middle portion of the country like people have grown up with something because it's been their family thing so w- uh-huh. when you give them that they like it and that's why i, I feel like a lot of these midwestern, middle of the country towns are real hot for AEW because holy shit, someone's actually doing wrestling against.
1: Right, if you want to call it that. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's not man. great
4: wrestling. But right, it's, but it's wrestling.
1: Right, and nevertheless, it's wrestling, and and that's the thing. And this is what alienates me. Like I was saying before, I love what I see most of the times. Right, and when I say that, I'll I'll say it loosely. When I say love. I mean, it's better than anything else, right? That—that's what I mean. Yeah. Um. But with the toxic fan base and the toxic owner, <clears throat> Tony Khan, um, you know what I mean. It, it really starts to alienate you because you almost feel like you just want to give shit to this whole company. You know what I mean? Because I mean, look at—I'll give an example. Did you see what Brody King did this past week yeah. on Twitter, for yeah. example? I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> I get it. It does look eerily similar to fucking the House of fucking Black, right? But, uh, I mean, Edge was like, you know, like a brood member before the House of Black. And let's be real. The House of Black ain't the first fucking guys to do this sort of gimmick, man.
4: This shit's been done a million times. The Ministry of Darkness. (laughs) Right. um... You know, there was the... Uh, the I mean, the, there's all kinds of stuff. The, the, the Dungeon of Doom, bro. The Dungeon of Doom, yeah. Right. Like, this has all been done before. Welcome to professional wrestling. Everything's a retread of a retread. You just exactly. got to do what you can do with it and make it cool. Like, I don't have a problem with what Brody King said. It was a fucking joke, but... But it um, comes across as childish, bro. It does. And most of what goes on between these two companies comes off as very childish. Right, you know, but I- it's like, really? See, I feel like WB now is, is just
1: almost doesn't want to acknowledge him anymore. It's almost like, yeah, we got your EVP. And, uh, and to be fair, I did feel that momentum just swing. I mean, the countless wrestlers that have gone from WB to AEW is great and all, right? But just the fact that WB got Cody back, just that one acquisition... Made such a difference, bro. Because I guess it's all about quality and not, over, you know, quality over quantity when it comes in terms of your roster and the fact that they've gotten rid of so many wrestlers. Anyway, maybe it's all a trap in the first place. Maybe they want TK to hire all these XWB guys while WB, you know, let loose a bunch of these guys. I mean, seriously.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. From my perspective, right? Here's here's the issue that, and I see I see your point, right? The, the WWE still really understands how to bring someone in. That's they understand true. the art of the debut. For right? sure. No
1: doubt. No one does it better, to be honest, actually, Chris.
4: And I have literally not seen a good debut from AEW this entire time. I, I And I'm including CM Punk. Um, you know, or, well, okay, they, they did one, which was Sting, and then they completely fucked it up the next week. <laughs> but... I mean even CM Punk it was average it was generic it was you know hey I'm I'm here to wrestle and I look forward to being here and it'll be great that I'm here like well to keep... he didn't he didn't come out and have something to do you know what i mean well that's
1: true i mean but to be fair to punk i mean and i hate saying this it was exciting for one reason the reason was no one had seen him in a wrestling ring for what 7 years was it so you know yep. that alone and the fans were i mean they were crying bro come on
4: <laughs> yeah but the wwe would have brought him back with some direction right away oh it, for would sure. have been, it would have been better right he would have debuted like
1: like someone would that have man, actually yeah. interrupted right and someone would have interrupted him you know in the middle of the ring while he's doing a promo on raw the next night for example right that's what would have happened.
4: Definitely, or something else would have happened, but it would have made more of an impact. It like maybe he would have come out in the Rumble, or maybe he would have come out at Mania, or maybe uh, somebody would have been talking about how they're the you know the new voice of the WWE's unheard people or something. They would have made like little attestations, you know, to like oh you know Punk, I'm the new Punk, or like maybe they would have even been you know openly talking about it, and and but they. It would have come across with more impact, I, and I know it would have because the WWE consistently does that when they have big deals come back. There's an impact to it. No you doubt,
1: I absolutely agree with you, man, 100. And that's the difference between WWE and AEW. And also yeah. the the issue with AEW, they blow their load in two seconds, bro. They
4: they well, bring I feel all like these both guys. Companies do that. I feel like, like WWE still knows how to do a debut. AEW doesn't. But neither right. of them know what to do after
2: that.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, WB never like bring you like ten fucking guys debuting in one show. They just don't do that. You know, they spread it that's out true. as it should be. You know what I mean? Unlike AW and TK, they just, yeah, bring this guy in, you know, just fucking debut him here. And then they debut another guy. And then they debut another guy. And this is all happening in the one show, mind you. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. that's a that's an issue to me because again you're gonna ex- you're gonna have your fan base expecting this shit week in week out and there's so many surprises you can achieve and to be honest I know we used to get this shit back in the day all the time but it was never this frequent AEW just keep pumping out another guy another guy another guy another yep.
4: guy Yep. no 100% I mean listen like <clears throat> if you ask me like um if I've got if I've got both of these wrestlers at 20 years old who do I want more Samoa Joe or uh, cody rhodes i want joe yeah uh, i well, think joe's a better wrestler um, absolutely i also think you. he cuts a more uh clear promo when he does cut a promo you know exactly what the fuck he's talking about right cody rambles a little too much for me rambles? i love samoa joe <laughs> is that what i said i don't know no, no.
1: I, I was giving shit to cody anyway like oh, you know, oh lisp, okay. lips, he rambles a lot
4: he, he rambles. um <laughs> but anyway But anyway, right? Cody debuts for WWE. It's a huge deal. Everybody's talking about it. All of the, you know, even if you're a hater, right? You're going, fuck Cody, right? Right. But but you're talking about it. Samoa Joe just debuted. Samoa Joe just made his debut for AEW. How many people have you seen talk about it? Nobody. That's what I mean. That's crazy. One company knows how to bring somebody in. One has no fucking clue well to be fair
1: i mean you know cody look i, I prefer joe to make that mistake about it but cody's much more of a mainstream star dude you know what i'm saying and that's the difference between cody and joe joe's the much better to me joe does everything better than cody but cody's yeah. got this stupid charisma about him and he's way more mainstream heck he's the son of dusty roads you know what i mean the american dream
4: i honestly like I have never, in my life, thought of Cody Rhodes as anything more than an intercontinental champion. It's still too. what I think about him. So. But
1: to give him credit, and like I said, you know what I mean. I'm trying to be fair here, right? He once he took off from WWE the first time, and you know went to New Japan Ring of Honor and then AEW. He really went out and made himself much bigger of a star than he ever was in WWE. That's for sure, dude.
4: Right. Right. I agree. I agree. He definitely uh, he improved his lot. Anyway, let's move on with the show here. We've got, uh, speaking of, Samoa Joe versus Max Caster. Now, a uh-huh. couple of problems. One,
2: right.
4: you've got Joe making his debut. Right. Why would he come out first?
1: Well, I, I, that makes sense because Max Caster is going to bust a rap on him. You know what I'm saying?
4: So bust a rap on his way to the ring. We know who you're talking about. You don't have to show Joe reacting to it. I know. Especially but since Joe's reaction was just to shrug. Like, well, he did see laugh. Joe
1: shrug. He did laugh, actually, at one of the raps. And to be fair, I actually enjoyed it, man. It was pretty funny to me. But look. It was
4: pretty good. Let me quote it. Hang on a second. I'll, go for I'll it, quote please. this and then we'll go for it. All right. I'm going to lay this dude down like a sex position. I'm main event Max. He's X Division. So I'm sending you home. You're not a tough guy, Joe. You're just injury prone, and I'm bad for your health. Got that towel because you can't stop playing with yourself. <laughs> that was
1: that was funny, bro.
4: Why, Tony, do give this dude a chance? When we beat them in the ratings, he was their champ. <laughs> End quote. Max Caster never changed. You're wonderful.
1: That was cold, bro. That last one was definitely fucking cold, bro. Because you know what? That was straight facts, bro. It was, but. It was. To go back to some old Joe for a moment, did this guy blow the roof off or
4: what, dude? That pop was huge. Yeah, people were excited. Um, the Joe's going to kill you chant seemed very appropriate after that rap. I was oh, like, absolutely. yeah, Joe might kill you.
1: Dude, he gave me goosebumps just the way the crowd were all going, Joe, Joe, Joe. And just, dude, the roof just got blown off. Like, I mean, he, he deserved a pop like that anyway, dude. He honestly did the one thing that annoys me though i can't stand joe's AEW theme these wb1 shits all over this one bro in my opinion
4: yeah i agree it's it's similar but worse right it's it's like it's off key bro you gotta be better
1: right it's like it's off key almost it's like you know what i'm saying it almost sounds cartoony bro and i hate that
4: yep for sure um yeah, it's a, squ- it's a pretty solid squash match here. It's the right booking. Joe can be a main adventure if he's booked right. For sure. You saw that tonight in the reaction from the crowd. Like, they think of Joe as a killer. Oh, right? for sure. So, and he
1: is. He is a killer, bro.
4: I agree. So, somebody needs to book him that way. I, I felt like WWE never really knew what they had with him. Um, well they tried honestly, they tried
1: he didn't look too bad i mean in my opinion i think he had a pretty successful run in WWE, even though the way it ended wasn't really you know that great
4: i mean do you mean wwe or do you mean nxt because those were two different things well
1: he did win a couple of you know mid-card championships on the main roster he did main event a pay-per-view with against brock lesnar which was fucking brilliant that match to me in that the- match
4: that match was legitimately like one of the best matches that they put on as a main event Absolutely. that year. I'm Absolutely. not kidding, I'm not exaggerating. And then as, they just were like, Oh, you're gonna go back to the uh, you're gonna go back to the mid card now, Joe. Why? It's this weird. This guy bro. just like
1: his promos were fire on Lesnar 2 leading up to that match. And as bad as that pay per view name was, Great Balls of Fire, I actually felt yeah. that event itself was actually quite good.
4: I agree with you, actually. I think I don't know if we ever, I don't know if you and I ever like talked about it, but I, I really, know, really liked that pay-per-view. Me too. Really man. liked that pay-per-view. Absolutely. And love Joe in a main event spot. So again, if he can stay healthy, I hope that they do that with him. No, and um, I think that's what what the problem
1: was, man. He couldn't stay healthy. And I guess Vince yeah. and Bruce had enough, man.
4: They had enough. Um Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal are backstage after Joe oh. goes over in a quick match. They cut an energetic promo about setting something up for uh, the show in New Orleans next week.
1: Whoopity whoop! First of all, I've seen this match a million times, twelve years ago, bro. Even longer yeah. in fucking when TNA. they were
4: younger and quicker and could remember take more punishment,
1: like Max Caster said. Didn't he mention the X Division?
2: <laughs> uh
1: huh. <laughs> well. That's that's what we're watching a million times, and Sanjay Dutt get the fuck off my television screen, please.
4: Yeah i I've never really seen a whole lot in Sanjay Dutt in terms Ugh. of an, it. I have heard that he's a good that he's a pretty smart booker. I, I have heard well, that he's he, pretty smart in the back. He was just in
1: WWE, bro. So doing that type of shit. So
4: yeah, right. So I don't know. Maybe they can get something out of him um i'm not going to spend any more time on that the blackpool combat club is backstage is backstage they set up some singles matches for friday there's nothing really here we don't have to go over it much oh and i just want um, to mention
1: one more thing about jay lethal i did enjoy his promo though just just bring it out there i don't want to just totally shit on it i'm just saying i've seen this shit a million times 15 years ago
4: yeah like i said the promo was energetic it just they're not saying anything like I, I I'm with you. I right, think that it's like I you, think do, actually, you don't even
1: answer them my phone call, but you answer yeah. your phone calls to fucking billionaires.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Mm,
4: yeah. Like, dude, what? What are we? This is what you're fighting over?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So stupid,
4: but yeah. Sorry, I just had to say that. No, I, dude, it's it, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, he's a great promo, and I think Dut is a pretty good promo too. If you give him something to work with, they just had nothing to say it's the same problem with this blackpool combat club thing they came out and they set up some matches for next friday you know people will want to hear me recap it they didn't fucking say anything <laughs> i
1: think they've already for don't know what to do with him, bro already I- I'm-, I'm convinced but thank god we get to see him on rampage tonight
4: that's right tonight Wednesday on Rampage. Uh, (laughs) uh, I like what you did there,
1: Chris. Nice. (laughs) All right.
4: (laughs) So next up here, we've got two Sean's. Sean Spears versus Sean Dean. MJF makes an entrance for commentary. Uh, This was fun. I don't know. Yeah. Spears had Dean uh, beat early, but he picks him up instead of pinning him. Goes for the DVD. Um, Wardlow shows up on screen. Here's the thing, guys. If I'm if I'm competing, right, if I'm in a match and I see on screen that somewhere in the bowels of the arena, there is a guy who wants to kick my ass, who may be slowly making his way to the ring. Right. I'm I'm going to make a pin one, two, three and get the fuck out. That's it. Why would I wait around for two and a half minutes?
1: Because it's Sean Spears, brother. And MJF, you know, for for that matter. Sean Spears, again, I don't even know why he keeps losing, even to this frigging goose. Really? Sean Dean, wherever the fuck his name is. Like, come on, man. Again? He's going to lose to even these guys? <clears throat> and this Wardlow-MJF thing, I feel like it's deja vu, bro. It's the same
4: shit week in, week out. Exactly the same. I mean, they basically just reran the entire thing from last week, except it was Sean instead of MJF taking the loss. To Sean Dean. Now listen, if you want to get over the idea that like Wardlow's coming and Wardlow is dangerous and Wardlow wants to get at Sean and at uh, MJF, you you could very easily have Sean Spears go out, do a quick thirty-second squash match on Sean Dean, pin him one two three, he's celebrating, then you do the video, right? And then you've got an actually, then then you have Sean Spears booked strong. Heading into a match against Wardlow. So when Wardlow beats him, it means something. Doing it this way, you've made no one mean anything to anyone. No one's booked strong.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's It doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't benefit Wardlow. It doesn't benefit MJF. And it sure doesn't benefit freaking Sean Spears. I mean, this is just... I just feel like this feud's already falling on its face really bad, dude. Yeah.
4: Hopefully they where prove we, us wrong. Where is Wardlow from? Jimmy Cleveland no Cleveland okay how much money do you think it costs to fly from Cleveland to whatever city they were in this where week were they oh no they were in
1: Texas this week weren't they uh next week sure. where are they next week again uh New Orleans uh from Cleveland that's a fair
4: distance <laughs> right so right <laughs> it, like is wordlow like filthy rich because it seems like he's spending a fortune traveling to all these different cities just <laughs> for nothing, just to beat up security. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he
1: can't even do that properly.
4: <laughs> and I mean, he's beating up security. How is he not getting like charged and arrested? I don't, uh, I'm very confused.
1: So am I, man. This is <laughs> this shit. Like, like I was saying, was it last week when Sammy Guevara was, was smashing or the week before that, smashing friggin' what's his name's car? Lambert's car. It's the same thing, bro. Where are the yeah. pigs at? don't insult my intelligence right exactly like- <laughs> it's fucked, <sighs> dude i hate that shit too man but you just got to look at it you know when you're in the fucking psych ward. well we don't know because i've never been but and i'm sure neither of you but
4: i've I worked in a psych ward before oh well then
1: there you go maybe you do know but if you were to be in a psych ward and you just in a freaking daze you know you just fucked right you're just not even talking you just uh, you know what i mean that's uh-huh. how i was watching this segment i was just looking at it like really like i was blank (laughs) like that's what i felt i just felt like this shit is just i don't know bro they they need to change it up a little bit that's for sure man someone attacks someone man no one's even getting their hands on each other
4: yeah it's um i don't know like if you want me to believe first of all if you want me to suspend my belief enough to believe that wardlow is affording to fly to all of these different cities um, and if you want me to suspend my belief to believe that Wardlow is beating up security guards in multiple different cities, resisting arrest in multiple mm. different cities, and he's still just allowed to fly from one end of the country to the other uh, weeks in a row, if you want me to believe that all of that stuff is is possible, if you want me to believe that Wardlow doesn't actually have a contract with AEW, but only had a contract with MJF, um, in spite of the fact that he was competing on aew television for weeks at a time um if you want me to suspend my fucking belief you've got to give me something for fucks sake. Something, Six. man
1: something but instead we get a whole bunch of just like it's like what's your name <laughs> my name yeah. is what you know like you know they're like they're, they're mean with the two dogs uh-huh yeah uh-huh. well it's the same fucking thing bro that's all i see it's really,
4: really lame. Speaking of lame, the best friends are backstage. Um, they've got some drama about Wheeler Yuta wanting to impress Regal. And, you know, oh, you know, we you still live at our house, man. We trained you. And and then Trent's like, I don't like this guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> mean.
1: All right. Stop right there, Chris. Again, <coughs> let me repeat myself. Since repeating ourselves... And repeating fucking things Seems to be a trend right now Chris Didn't I see this last week Wasn't this the exact same segment
4: Yeah I don't remember Because last week's segment was shitty And this week's segment <laughs> is shitty And I hope to forget it as well Repeat 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 Repeat, repeat.
1: <laughs>
4: Just saying. um. Yeah Um it's the remix where we do the exact same stuff. And the lyrics are the same and the beats the same, but we yes. call it a remix any fucking way. Real it, um, reel really. it. All right. No more rapping for me tonight. I've done it twice. All right. Um LAX jump JAS uh in the back uh Jericho and his guys all run away. Um I guess LAX are not very fast. Um jericho's able to jump in a truck and then and then they, they go away spite of the fact that there's five of them and three guys from lax mm. again which can we call these guys all as a whole Jaslax? Jaslax. i like jess Lex. because it sounds exactly how i think of these guys that <laughs> there's some kind of stool softener yeah um, yeah <laughs> yep
1: yeah, exactly just LAX
4: right. cut a promo saying they're coming after Jericho and everybody else. It's a it's a worst Street Guys promo. Yeah, I'm no uh, G. <laughs> they say a couple of times that that you know the JAS are now on-site targets, which is <laughs> which is which is real badass, and it means That's that they're going to kill ass, them. Bro. They're going to yeah. kill them on-site, and then they request a six-man tag match in the Orleans. because
1: <laughs> you know they're hard, bro
4: that's how that's how street guys handle their business
1: (laughs) in numbers brother in numbers yeah (laughs) Uh, again same old shit same old promo same old crap bro i've seen this before
4: already we're gonna get it again and again and it and and lax was more believable when they did this in impact now please Mm. stop and listen to what i just said this was more believable in impact wrestling. Yep. Get it together, guys.
1: And what's fucked up, it's always a start-stop with LAX, bro. One week, they're buried. Next week, they start up again. Then they're buried. Then they start up again. They can't make up their mind if they're lower mid-card or if they're higher mid-card. I don't know, man. But the, the way this is going, if, if they keep going like this, man, I'm going to start giving up on LAX. Heck, I'm gonna start taking laxatives every time I start watching these guys, bro.
4: Laxatives.
1: Laxatives. Um, just saying, right. I like them. I'm just saying, but this shit is just, I don't know, bro.
4: It's lame. It is lame. lame. Um, speaking of lame, uh, Mark Sterling uh, oh, comes out to God the fuck. Cut a promo with Jade and Tony. She's in green. Uh, there's stuff about baddies, and can I say stuff. one more thing?
1: Didn't we? This is the fourth segment in a row that's already happened a week ago,
4: yes, and also it happened 20 years ago too. Because this is somebody watched what happened with Goldberg, and then they were like, What if we do that, <laughs> but way worse? Who's next? Like she said, Right?
1: I know it's so fucking ugh. and I love Jay Cargill, but god damn it. Who what the fuck is the baddie section? They're all ugly.
4: They were they were not really hot, were they? Just Dude, like, that were okay. fucking scrags straight up. These these are your these are your baddies? That's your um, baddie
1: fucking looking bitches, bro. Not impressed. Not impressed at all. That's why they're baddies, bro. Yeah.
4: It. well, this promo was baddie. Um <laughs>
1: Jesus
4: Alex God. Marvez is backstage with MJF and Sean Spears. Uh mm. Maxwell challenges challenges Sean Dean for next week. Cool. Cool. Butcher and Blade versus the Hardy's table match. Oh, even better. Oh, dude. I texted you while I was watching this and I was like, this table match is trash, bro.
1: And I said straight garbage, bro. <laughs> I agree with you 100 percent I, I laughed when you sent me that text because I was really looking at match at that match, and first of all, I was confused as fuck. You know, they couldn't make their mind up who was eliminated, who was not, who was legal, who was not. Nevertheless,
2: man, I don't know if Jeff yeah, Hardy was such
1: a great fucking acquisition after all, man, because first of all, don't have this guy do these type of matches week in week out. The guy can hardly walk right now, bro.
4: Man, literally here's my first, here's my first note for this match. I know they have a bankable product when they can say, "quote Hardys in tag action tonight," but I don't personally have to watch another tables match with the Hardys. <laughs> Haven't we already seen what? I,
1: like I said earlier, man, about AEW blowing their load all the time. I, I get it; it's cool. We can get to see a tables match with the Hardys, but how many tables matches have we seen now already since the Hardys have freaking both been together again in AEW? Seriously, dude.
4: I literally want to say three already. Yeah. It feels
1: like three. It's probably two, but it probably is three. Point is fifth segment in a row that's just fucking repeated itself once
4: again. I mean, and this was bad. Like so buy apparently it, at it. some point it became clear that this is an elimination tables match. Because Butcher went through the table like real quick and I was like, yeah, Oh good, it's over. Right, no, right. uh it just means that Butcher's Butcher was eliminated. But that doesn't mean that he has to go away now. It just, no, it was, sorry, it was Jeff that was eliminated first. They probably needed him to sleep off his somas. So he was eliminated first, then the Butcher was eliminated. And it was like, but they were still in the match. They were still able to help with the match, which I was like, okay, fair enough. But obviously this means that, uh, you know, it either has to be Matt or Blade pushing the other one through (laughs) the table at the end to get the win. Uh, This was not the case. They botched all over this fucking match. There was at least three times where either Jeff or Matt completely slipped. And I mean completely slipped and then just ran into the fucking (laughs) guardrails.
1: Well, dude, can I just say once whoever, you know, once Jeff was eliminated and the other dickhead was eliminated, you know what? I tapped out too, bro. I was eliminated by that point.
4: Yeah. So the finish of the match is Jeff. Who I will remind you had been eliminated, uh, lands a swanton through a table off the ladder for the win. <coughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Can we get this man a normal wrestling match to save his body, please? <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: Oh no, this is AEW, bro. We don't do that shit over there. You know what I'm saying? Like Tika goes, "You're gonna break your back for me, damn it." Like
4: Jeff needs to have about like a like a two month. Uh, you know, uh, feud now with Lee Moriarty so that he can oh. take it easy, like <laughs> just do some catches, catch can shit for the or, next or, two months.
1: Or you can stop
4: meowing like a cat. Or you, he could do that too, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like he's probably already doing a bunch of meowing while he's trying <laughs> to sleep off the soma. <laughs> Summer
1: Slam, brother. Summer Somerslam. Slam. <laughs> I'm gonna trademark that shit, bro. That's a pay-per-view in the future. PwC Soma
4: Slam. Uh,
2: remember,
4: remember when him and his brother redebuted on uh on Soma Mania? That
2: was cool. Uh, <laughs> that was a
1: great moment, even though I just woke up.
4: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But still, it was great. Remember? It was a great buzz. Do, do you do you remember that uh remember that first ladders match between Edge and Christian <laughs> and the Hardy's at No Somas? That was great.
1: Oh no Wasn't there even a match at fucking No way 8? Soma's No no Soma's home Oh that's right
4: <laughs> No Soma's out
1: Oh man but Soma Slam and Soma Mania though Are the two main pay-per-views bro They all hit great. Literally that's hit
2: <laughs>
4: Alright the AFO come down to the ring So slowly mm. That even 61 year old Stung Was able to catch up <laughs> to them
2: Stung? <laughs> uh, it's stung! It's, it's stung! stung. <laughs> he doesn't sting anymore. <laughs> He's too old. Oh, that's so true.
4: But fuck. At least he uh, had a bet. He did. Andrade <laughs> saves himself by putting the bunny in front of him so that sting won't hit him.
1: Uh, can I ask, where was Darby?
4: I don't know. He I don't know probably, where he was. He was probably... Uh, doing some maths in the back. Right. I, after
1: after getting fucking thrown down the fucking concrete steps. I mean, like I was saying, Soma Slam baby.
4: Soma Slam. <laughs> um all right. Christian is angry that he lost tonight. He can't get the words out in a backstage uh little promo thing. Jungle Boy challenges Red Dragon next week for their tag team titles. Norland's next week is looking like a stacked show. What do you think, Jimmy? As he hits the bong.
1: It's a stacked sober show next week, bro, for sure.
4: I don't even smoke and after at this point of this show, I wish I could have hit a bong.
1: It's- trust me, bro. You what we needed to do was actually, you know, get somified with a few bongs, bro.
4: It, uh, it probably... You know what? I still don't think we we could have gotten as high as Jeff Hardy, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> Definitely <nice>. not. <laughs> Definitely not. And that's why, you know, Darby
4: Allen's song is called I Fell. Get it? I fell. I fell asleep. Yes. I fell... I <laughs> fell onto that girl's vagina. I didn't mean to fuck her. Um,
1: <laughs> but then I divorced her anyway. Then I divorced
4: her anyway. <laughs> she had... Uh, she had some stuff going on with her uh with her you know monthlies. <laughs> Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter cut a quick promo backstage to let us know that they aren't friends. Who expected <laughs> them to be friends? What what what?
1: Shit, man. This show. Now that I'm looking back on it, the only thing that I enjoyed about the show was actually the crowd, bro.
4: <laughs> crowd was good. And the main event was good.
1: Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. We gotta when we get to that point, we gotta give even the Bucks their
4: come up in this one, bro. Hate to say you, it. You will you will hear me say a nice thing about the young bucks for <laughs> that makes the first time, <laughs> time in almost three years, Jim.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. You've been very harsh on the Bucks compared to me. But yeah, man, I mean, for once, we didn't have a Bucks match, but we'll get there.
4: We'll get there. Okay, coming up next here, we've got Julia Hart versus Hikaru Shida. I'm going to start by saying this: If you're having troubles with your eyes, please visit optometrist.com. They will direct you to an optometrist in the area near you. They can help with they can help with any um, kinds of you know monetary that, you know problems that you might have. They will help you and they will help figure out how to get you to an optometrist. You don't have to wear an eye patch for six months.
1: No, no, you no. You just I- don't. You don't. And for, for everyone from my neck of the woods in Australia, please visit OPSM.com where I'm sure they'll fix your eyes. Or there eye you go. in this case.
4: Hart <laughs> starts the match off by, quote, unquote, turning heel <clears throat> uh by jumping Sheeta and then sending the blondes away. Was this heel turn um unexpected? Was it <sighs> shocking? Uh-huh. Was it built up? Was it clear? No, none of those things, but it happened anyway.
1: It happened, and didn't we get Serena Deeb also coming out again to something we've seen 10 weeks ago,
4: the last time these two interacted? Yes, and after that, what happened is... Um, Nada? um okay we'll get there she did doing what she can to get the crowd into the match but nobody cares at all at one point i legitimately think she actually looked out at the crowd and yelled exciting <laughs> exciting Yay!" because i was too Not. i mean it was probably something in japanese but it sounded like she just turned to <laughs> the crowd and yelled exciting the Sure. Uh, Sheeta wins with a Falcon Zero. This whole match was sloppy as shit. Um, Sloppy. Deep shows up with a chair, and then both women seem to have seizures. (laughs) um, Standing, looking at each other with their. Yeah, this sucked. Terrible match.
2: This
1: is hate, bro.
4: Yeah, it it was heat, all right. I I have heat (laughs) with
1: everybody involved in
4: this.
1: (laughs) Fucking hell, it's true again. With Julia Hart in particular, right? Are we going to get, like, something with her and fucking the, the house of
4: fucking black? I mean... The house of black thrones in the dark, darkness of vampires and, and death and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, this shit has been going on for way too long, and we're getting no conclusion. This bitch needs to see a fucking eye doctor or an up. Optometrist, mm-hmm. but she continues to defy the doctors.
4: Yeah, I mean, my optometrist was actually pretty cool. <coughs> I knew I knew him personally. Well, I guess <laughs> know him personally. He's not dead right. or anything. Um, <laughs> I just haven't had to see him in a long time because my eyes are good. Right. Um, but my optometrist was a really cool guy. Actually, at one point, I remember talking to him, and I said, "How did you become an optometrist?" And he said, literally, that he was in college. He had good grades. <laughs> And after the first year, he went to like the college, like the person in charge of like helping people pick a career. And he literally said, what career can I do where I'll make the most amount of money for the least amount of work? And uh, he became an optometrist.
1: Oh, so, my man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the Chris's optometrist. Very smart. Shout
4: outs. Shout outs to that guy. Um, he's cool. Really? No, honestly, he, he, he's actually pretty cool. He, the last time I, I went to see him, he, he did my my eye test, and then he said, and I quote, well, you need you need glasses about as much as somebody needs a fourth arm. So... Oh, hey, there you go. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. I can still see. I can see clearly <laughs> how this shit is done. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: fuck. Yeah, man. And, and as far as fucking shit and, and deep... Can we already get a conclusion because all this shit is, is, you know what? Do you remember the pose downs back in the day in WWE? I do. Fuck it. Let's do something different in AEW and call it a stare down between Dee and and Sheeta.
4: That's right. That's all they got to do. Just look at each other for a bit.
1: There's nothing on the line. So, I mean, other than fucking who's got the meanest stare
4: yeah i mean
2: yeah Deeb wins though cool. for that
4: yeah <laughs> i mean deep is definitely the yeah like De- i mean i mean Sheeta, she's got an okay stare i guess but for the most part when she stares at people it just looks like she's trying to stare at someone like it's her first day at like at acting camp <laughs> and someone was like stare and be angry so yeah, yeah. so she does that uh it's bad I, I can't handle this. Swerve is backstage. He got to go to the Grammys. Wait, wait, wait. Some shit. house? Swerve's house. That's it, man. It's
1: Swerve's house.
4: It definitely is his house. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing in it. I'm not sure if he has any legal right to be there, but it's it's his house because he, he says it is, even though he hasn't done anything there to prove that it's his house. Um, well, one thing's for sure, Chris.
1: Rampage is becoming his house, not Dynamite.
4: That's right. Hey. hey. We'll so, I don't know.
1: We'll, you'll so, be the man over on Sunday Night Heat. <clears throat> absolutely. So, I don't know whose house he was in last night, but I'm sure we'll probably see him in Rampage's house.
4: That's right. He'll be in the house of Rampage or something. But, not Rampage's house because I don't think Quentin Jackson wants him over, to be honest. Uh-huh. With me,
1: but. but nevertheless, I actually think he's a decent rapper, bro. He's actually pretty good, and he signed to a record label, believe it or not. It's true. But second of all, I'm a fan, bro. I love Swerve. Like I said, I've loved him since he was kill shot, even in Lucha Underground, and even before that. So I followed his career, and everywhere he goes, he's over, bro. I just feel like he gets a raw deal sometimes. But again, you want to keep fucking hiring fucking motherfuckers? Well, this is what happens, unfortunately, man. But you know what? At least he's been getting TV time, unlike others.
4: He has been getting TV time. You are right. He got some TV time here as he got jumped (laughs) by Hobbs and Starks. And then Keith Lee was there, threw somebody through a wall. That was funny, but I can't help but think this feud, I can't
1: take it seriously, bro. Not at all. And I want to take it seriously. That's the thing. But I just can't because I feel like these four, they don't come across like they hate each other, first of all. Right? They really don't. Second sure. of all, I feel like it's a bunch of fucking, you know, it's four fucking friends, like, play fighting with each other, bro.
4: It's four guys who the company has no idea what else to do with is what it is. <sighs> so let's just fucking throw them in tag matches, bro. That's right. We'll just have them do tag matches on uh, on Sunday night heat. I mean, on uh, <laughs> on, on Friday night. Uh, Shotgun 10-8. Saturday night.
1: Well, whatever it is. That's right. Okay. It's Friday night.
4: Right. That's right. There
1: at channelattitude.com.
4: That's right. Right there. Not here. Not this here. Is, you're listening on the PwC network. That's right. Um, but yeah, over there. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. What else is next? Okay. Finally, we get to the main event. It's the Ooh. Young Bucks versus FTR for the ROH yeah. and AAA Tag Team Championships.
1: And I dare oh. say that the FTR, FTR ever since they fucking had their little fucking SADs, right? And I'm looking at fucking Hardwood in particular. They've Jesus. turned it around, bro. They've killed it after that, bro. They've killed it. And I dare say that the their title belts, those AAA toy belts and the Ring of <laughs> Honor defunct championships, right? Are more over than the AEW Tag Championships, bro. I mean, they've definitely seen
4: more fucking airtime.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's fucking true. But you know what? Credit to FTR, man, because they're making those title bouts mean something.
4: Absolutely. Credit to them, guys. They're doing a good job. I, I mean, and listen, man, when I first, like, when we first talked about how it looked like they were turning face. Yeah, right? It like, did. they're heels, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. I was right? confused. I was thinking the same thing, bro. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Now they they come across like full-blown
4: fucking heels. Right. So they come out here tonight, and they got an absolute face reaction. Like, oh, the reaction man. from the crowd was like, we fucking love you guys. You guys are fantastic. Because you guys also crazy. cry about professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's how you turn face in, in 2022. <laughs> you just... <laughs> You act like a little girl, and then wrestling fans love you. I don't
1: know. <laughs> wrestling has got more than one family, Chris.
4: Just yeah, saying. rest wrestling has more than one royal family. That, that's <clears throat> right. Just say except it doesn't. It said It doesn't. It's the hearts. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um,
1: I love this match, bro. This was fucking like, like you said, man. The fans were electric for FTR. The Bucks mm-hmm. were very. It was very mixed reaction. They they, they did get heat, but you know what, man? I don't know who the baby faces are in this match.
4: Oh, I think it was pretty clear. Uh, like the like the crowd was definitely chanting more for FTR than they were for right. the Bucks. That's true. And, but and come the on, the Bucks tried to cheat a couple of times, in FTR they were being dickheads, but they were still being dickheads in an entertaining way, right? Like. Uh, you know, like, right, they, mocked but- the, they mocked the dance. They put oh, on that the was stupid, funny. Uh, headband. That, that, <laughs> that was, was good, cool. too.
1: Absolutely. That um, was great.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, they were definitely the faces in this match. <laughs> well,
1: dude, if you watched, I don't know if you saw them boys against uh, FTR the, from this past weekend at Ring of Honor's AEW <clears throat> Supercard of Honor, mm. where that match was off the hook, too, bro. But at the end of that match, they all hugged after really hating on each other. Cool. Cool booking, guys. And then, you know, they all walked into the sunset. And then, after that match, we've got these guys against the Bucks. And again, they pulled off a... Dude, FTR have absolutely been pulling off superb matches with everybody right now, man. But especially against the Bucks and the Briscoe brothers. Man... I don't know what's gotten into the FTR, but, and again, credit to the Bucks. The Bucks were actually playing more of a fucking FTR style match, man. There wasn't fucking a spot fest. They actually done the important moves when it mattered. Like, when was the last time we saw more bang for your buck, for example, dude? It's been a long time. And that's a great fucking
4: signature move that they do. I agree. I agree. And I like that they pulled that off in this match too, because... One little tweak that I would make to this match: there was a little bit too much um, striking from the Bucks. They shouldn't be Which able to hang with FTR in a striking battle. Like,
1: well, like I you said, I mean, they tried to go FTR style, man, and and for most, for the most part, they actually achieved it. But like you said, they overdid it with certain things.
4: Yeah, there were a few little 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 things. Like I said, I'm not gonna hate on this match. This was a good wrestling match. Oh, for sure, man. Um, definitely. But anyway, let's uh let's let's maybe go through it a little bit and then we can talk about what we thought at the end here. So no um FTR started off the match uh wrestling the Bucks, uh Bucks with flippy shit for the sake of flippy mm. shit a couple of times. Hey, um, at least it wasn't FTR- twenty times. It, you're right man and i'm gonna get to that you're gonna hear me say something good about the young bucks i oh, swear to i know it's a fucking <laughs> christmas day miracle in the middle of fucking spring literally um, christmas
2: yeah
4: um <laughs> ftr both lock in sharpshooters i know everybody's gonna hate on that i don't i love bret hart you you can you, you can you can have people kissing bret, hart, bret hart's ass on tv for the next twenty years, and I'm never going to be like, "Ew, fuck these guys." I'm always going to be like, "Yes, Bret I hate Hart is to the say fucking it. king of wrestling."
1: I hate to say it, but I actually agree with you, man. You know how I feel about Britain, and I
4: ain't even Canadian. That's right. You don't have to be Canadian to have a brain. That's, <laughs> That's <right. proof>. <laughs>
1: true. <laughs> true facts.
4: <laughs> um. All right. So, give me a second here as I throw shit in my car. All right.
5: No Keep problem. going here
4: all right uh yeah the bucks cheating to get back into the match uh but they really shouldn't be competing with strikes and heavy attacks i know they're heels here but they shouldn't be sticking with ftr in a fight it makes the revival look weak or sorry it makes the ftr look Uh weak it makes fuck the revival look weak it makes the fucking revival look weak it makes the revival fucking look weak i don't know it's it's true you're right it does make it because isn't that their slogan Right, like we don't do flippy shit. No, no flips, just fists, right?
2: That's
1: right. So. so, I mean, we're what the fuck, man? Uh, now we got the Bucks fucking song
4: fists and no flips? Right. It's It would be like, you know, I, I always point back to this because people are always like, people are always like, oh, but Rey Mysterio beat Kevin Nash. <sighs> and I'm like, yes. But he didn't do it by punching him in the face 16 right. times.
1: Exactly. He did it by using his fucking size
4: and his fucking aerial shit to his advantage. Exactly. He used his physical advantages to beat the guy with the main physical advantages, which was Kevin Nash. And, we and all he knew made that it goal.
1: believable. And it wasn't just Kevin exactly. Nash. He'd done it to fucking everybody, dude. Even Taker. Exactly.
4: Exactly, he beat JBL and it yeah, wasn't by being which was a
1: great match Tougher and,
4: and stronger than, B, than JBL
1: And he beat Batista, bro
4: <laughs> Fucking A, man Rey Mysterio, Absolutely. dude what a, what a fucking goat Absolutely,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean And thanks to WWE 2K22 He comes a cheap plug You know, all that shit got refreshed in my memory By playing the the Mysterio Fucking, uh, what's it called again? Showcase Showcase, that's the one
4: Yep, absolutely. It's a good showcase too this year. I really liked it. For um, sure. I man, they've they're like finally <clears throat> getting to the point where the fucking game doesn't crash every time I open universe mode, which is nice. Right.
1: It's getting, getting, it's getting there. It's getting there because that, of the patches.
4: Yeah, that was getting fucking annoying, dude. Fucking Every it, dude. single time.
1: Oh, it was. Especially if you had like all your fucking cores and shit. Man, that shit would yeah. crash every fucking time. But I held out waiting for for the patch and it fucking fixed it it was a miracle bro but you know what man i fucking love the
4: game i'm going to say it now I, f- I think it's brilliant i do too it's great um honestly like fantastic um really anyway uh let's get away from you know things that the young bucks are good at and talk about mm-hmm. wrestling again um yeah <clears throat> The match is a good quick-paced match. There's big uh, near falls from both teams. There's a belt shot that the referee should have seen because he was four feet away and looking almost right at it. <laughs> Guys, like get the production right. There's uh, Okay, Wheeler gets his leg on the rope after the BTE trigger. That's treated as a big deal, and it should have been. Um, oh, FTR uh, with their own BTE, a kiss, which I loved. Oh, that was big fucking rig. funny. I couldn't believe they did that, bro. And here's what I will say: I enjoyed this match more than I have ever enjoyed a Bucks match ever.
1: Right, and so, you know what? I dare say I want to see even more with these with these fucking four, bro.
4: Man, if they let if they let FTR lead, yes.
1: Imagine these four in a cage or even a bedlam match. Even though it'll play into the Bucks more, right, with with their flips. I think you can go a full blown six months with these four, bro. I'm I'm, I'm serious. Maybe not six months. As long as you
4: let FTR lead, yes.
1: whatever. I mean, you can even switch it up here and there, just so it feels a little different. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, dude. I honestly believe that FTR are like, I think they're one of the two best tag teams in the world, along with the Briscoes. That's that definitely. I think they're better than the Bucks, um, but I think that the Bucks, like, if they tone down their shit just a bit. They can be good foils for anybody. I, like, oh, for sure, again, dude. I think they overplayed like, on it's purpose. It's opposite though. day to today. It's fucking opposite day to today, uh-huh. dude. I'm saying nice things about the Bucks, and I feel weird. It is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this was a great match. Um, if you've got some time and you're looking to go back and watch a match from this week, this is the one to watch. There were some great near falls. Um, nobody made any egregious errors. Nobody was injured. Speaking of which, did you know it's been a year since Britt Baker got her nose broken?
1: Oh, yes, I did. Thanks to all your social media warrior AW fucking marktards out there. How can I not fucking know that, Chris?
4: It's like it's like if we like if we ever had like a major fuck up on air, like a major, major fuck up. I mean, every week is kind of a major fuck up between you and I. But oh. like, you know. If we ever had like a major fuck up where like we just straight up said some completely outlandish shit on the air and then, and then a year later we tweeted it out and we're like, hey guys, remember when we totally fucked this up?
1: Isn't this <laughs> yes. cool. Did you know it's been a year since I fucking picked my nose?
4: Did you know it's been a year since <laughs> Seth Rollins shattered John Cena's nose? Let's celebrate.
1: <laughs> Has been a few years actually, Chris, but still.
4: Why? Why are we celebrating fucking awful shit? This was a mistake. This was a botch. This was not, not just meant that. to happen.
1: It was AEW themselves that fucking tweeted this shit first, bro. And did you exactly. see the comments? The comments were hilarious, bro. They were like, Dude, oh, she's so tough.
4: Like if, it would be like if AAA like sent out a tweet next week and were like, did you know it's been two years since Perro Aguayo got murdered in our <laughs> oh ring? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Oh, did you know it's been five years since Rey Mysterio was almost charged with manslaughter?
4: Like, fuck, man. (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you bringing attention to this? Did
1: I mention it's been Uh, two years since Silver King died in the ring in the UK? Fuck, man. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's been about that. I mean... Fucking Puerto Rico with
4: the tweets. Hey, remember when we murdered Brody? (laughs) Brody.
1: Oh, oh, what about the fucking Italian Mafia in fucking Quebec, bro? Remember when we killed fucking Dino Bravo?
4: Fuck, dude.
1: <laughs> While watching hockey, apparently.
4: Like, why are you bringing... I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, AEW silliness aside, this I week's I want to celebrate, episode, please, damn it. This week's episode was not good with a really good, really, really good main event. And it looks like next week is going to be pretty stacked. So I'm actually pretty stoked to watch next week. But most of this week's episode, I just was sort of sitting there going, man, I I, I kind of wish it was next week already because New Orleans looks kind of stacked.
1: Stacked. It does. And, and, and it looks stacked, you know, for both shows, bro. Rampage as well. I mean, I, I dare say Rampage will be the better show next week even.
4: Probably. And also, since FTR are not on that show, Dax will probably not get a phone call from Bret Hart and will not probably cry, so.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's a real shame.
1: That's all right, Dax. Cheer up, son.
4: Honestly, dude, like, I don't, I like, I know you're kind of ugly. Don't get me wrong, but, like, you can <laughs> probably fuck someone.
1: Like, <laughs> I know, man. Jeez. Come on,
4: Dax. And if you just can't find anybody willing, just ask Tony Khan if he can lend you Orange Cassidy for the night. Because I'm sure I'm sure Tony would be cool about it.
1: Tony Tony loves sharing, apparently. Sharing is caring, bro.
4: Sharing way too much of his idiotic fucking <laughs> thoughts on Twitter. Anyway, speaking of Twitter. He's got to he stop that find- shit. Oh, he's got to get off of Twitter completely. Just <laughs> stop it.
2: He's uh, got to stop, of man. Twitter,
4: Speaking of Twitter, you can find me on there. It's at Chris Ams. <coughs> Excuse me. At Chris Ams1. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. If you're not totally fucking weird, I'll add you to my Facebook. Um, Jimmy, where can the people find you? Definitely not where TK hangs out. And he's
1: and he's got also got to stop doing busted open radio week in, week out, man. And talking shit. That's another thing. He seems to be a weekly thing at this point, man. But anyway, fuck TK. You can find me at the PWC Network on Twitter and also at DJ Mass Effects. More importantly, please like and subscribe at the PWC Network.podbean.com where you can find all our shows like this one. And also, please like and subscribe at Hamin Media Group and at channelattitude.com where you find Chris and I doing Rampage Uncaged.
4: Exactly, which we will be doing tonight. Wednesday,
1: Wednesday, Wednesday,
4: Wednesday. 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 Uh, if you want to follow Tony Khan on Twitter, he is at uh, Marky Mark and the Marky <laughs> Bunch. Um, no, he's not. I'm just kidding. But fuck Tony Khan. He's a weirdo, and I yep. am not a robot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neither am I.
4: Neither am I. We are both humans. Humans.
1: Uh, humans.
4: So. So for my very non-robotic friend, Jimmy T, and for me, Christopher Ams, you've been listening to the PwC Presents The Skirmish on Wednesday night. We will be back next week. We love you. Peace out.
1: Adios.
0: Is going to go for everything. Christian thinking otherwise, he heads to the top, diving head, but nobody home. Yeah, it took too much time getting up there. Maybe after that uh, DDT you go for it, but that's hindsight. Oh, boy. Hindsight in that. Yeah, rocked the head. Going with the boom. Knee strike. One, two, no. Christian once again able to kick out, but you notice Adam Cole didn't drop the knee pad before landing the boom that may have been the only thing that saved christian cage that was the only thing that saved hangman back in their title match at revolution and this is gonna outstanding strategic match yeah good call strategic matches right jr these guys have had timely counters and inventive counters There's this crowd oh he come to AEW, you get the whole package. Yes, you do. You know, it was a week ago (laughs) where Jurassic Express and Hangman Adam Page got their belts back. Oh, what a counter. Huge anti-air by Cole. Two. No. Christian again able to beat the count. Cole dropped the ball right there. He made a great counter. Scored with a kick but then it seemed like his fundamentals left him because he didn't neutralize as enough on that cover. No, he did not cross, he did not press the shoulder, JR. And that was a mistake, and I get it. Oh, here we go. And now Cole looking for that Panama Sunrise. Yes, he is. Christian, Christian, oh, you saw it glanced up at Adam Cole. Christian Cage anticipating it. And now takes Cole in the hard way. Christian pulls over, cover. Christian couldn't quite get it all he wanted on uh, neutralizing that leg and pulling it back more to kind of stack up Adam Cole. Christian's bleeding to the mouth here, too. But he's got Cole in his sights. A kick, the super kick to the knee once again. A little overzealous, perhaps, was Christian. He's got him in position now here, guys. Adam Cole looking for the Panama's. No! Good counter. Just raise up. Again! Christian looking for the spear, but Adam Cole counters the pump kick. This is the kind of match you get from a great veteran like Christian. He's battling back in it. Cole drops the knee pad, looking for the boom. Christian heard the footsteps, the roll up, no. There's, a spear There's the ball. spear. Kick of that spear to me. Wow, he had a pretty good penny combination that time as well. Great escape by Cole. Like, oh. Busted lift and all. Look at the fans, man. Listen to him. The veteran Canadian is fighting as hard as he can to win this very crucial match. And that blood from the mouth, Tony, you know what that tells me? Those super kicks of Adam Cole have been right on target all match. Kill switch attempt. Cole laces his boot. Great counter. And where he was. Oh, just an eye poke. The thump to the eyes
2: of the boom! They may do it. Ball lowers the boom and steals the win. Here's the winner, Adam Cole. How many times
3: have he said steals the win?
0: Luchasaurus, they're gonna even to back up. And uh-oh, Bobby Fish gets a right hand from Christian Cage. The numbers not in Red Dragon's favor. As Luchasaurus and Bobby Fish battling up the ramp here, you can't stand toe to toe with Luchasaurus. You can't do it. And look at this inside the ring. Adam Cole wants no part of it. Well, he wants a part of the champ. That's what it's all about for everybody
2: here. This is the Martin Man. No, it no, no, you cut that music
3: day, and, and you, you stop, stop right, right there, there, damn it. Because I am not, not fighting you until that AEW World Championship is, is on the line. the line. You hear me? You're, You're afraid, afraid of me. God, I just beat be a legend you know, and I'll work your ass any day of day the week. You so, so you want a title time match, huh? You want a championship match? You want another match with a hangman? You look at me when I'm talking to you! you. Go get some!
5: I guess after last week you
3: realized you couldn't just steal this championship so you you want another shot at it. it, well fine. I'll
2: give you that and let it serve as your punishment. Because next week, unless I'm mistaken, I think we have a live Rampage. In Texas.
3: So the match you think you want so bad will not be a normal match as sure as hell won't be on your terms because next week I'll defend this championship against you out of hole In a Texas death match!
0: What did that you say about business picking up there, JR?
5: And Cole, you've got a week. If I were you, I'd get my affairs warned. <laughs>
0: Here they come. And next week. Nine days from tonight, the Texas Deathmatch for the AEW World Championship. Pac-Man versus Cole Park 2. And this was the scene earlier tonight where Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz were looking for a measure of revenge on the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Tony, I think they got it. Yeah, they got more than, than that. And let's not forget for the... Jericho Appreciation Society, it has been a numbers game. But the numbers backfired against them here. That's right, it was a five-on-three beatdown from the Jericho Appreciation Society on Kingston and Santana Ortiz last week. But yeah. then the ambush, and there we see the team. And this was the scene earlier tonight where Eddie Kingston Santana Ortiz were looking for a measure of revenge on the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Tony, I think they got it. Yeah, they got more than, than that. And let's not forget, for the Jericho Appreciation Society. It has been a numbers game, but the numbers to against them here. That's right, it was a five-on-three beatdown from the Jericho Appreciation Society on Kingston Santana Ortiz last week. But yeah. then the ambush, and there we see the TV. That's our backstage monitor. That's what Eddie Kingston was doing. And the Jericho Appreciation Society. The getaway car. Yeah, just fleeing oh, Boston. Please. Jake Hager driving that getaway car, JR. Look at the Jericho running like a scalded dog. <laughs> and the business between Kingston and Santana, Ortiz, far from over with. They got some measure of revenge tonight, but, Tony, I don't think Kingston, Santana Ortiz are going to stop there. No, they're not going to stop there. Eddie Kingston is not done. You know how he is. You're not explosive and emotional. He is, JR. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are so hungry. I've got to give a nod here to Kingston and his crew, fellas. I, think, I agree. I think it's going to get ugly. It's going to get physical and dangerous. Well, if you mean, Talk about ugly. The betrayal by Chris Jericho.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Unmistakable bark of one Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk now.
2: Well, let
3: us wait for music. music. Nah, that's that's not happening. happening. Chris Jericho. You two-faced coward! you guys know, you see my man start running? You see my man run! Jericho,
2: his association, on site! You know what that
3: means? You can be with like your wife and your kids! I'm attacking you! The other two morons, Big Daddy, or whatever their names are, you can be with like your wife and kids! I'm going to try, try to get, get you. you. Garcia, Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> My, My man, I know where you live. live. You, you think, think I, I won't show, a show up at you your house, dog? So, so keep, keep running on sight. <laughs> Look, Look at him. him. The, the Jericho Bitch Society strikes again. again. Damn scrubs, y'all must know, this is what we do. Y'all better bring the hardest fight to these dogs, because this is what we do. Hey, Christopher, when you decide to grow up and stop running, how about you come see us in Louisiana next week and we have ourselves a good old-fashioned six-man? Or not either way, on sight Christopher, on sight yo my dude my dude we're gonna be in New Orleans, God and we're gonna beat your
2: ass like chug your dog in Bushmeat style bitch (laughs) that's
0: old school right there. that's old school Kingston throwing down the gauntlet alongside Santana Ortiz Will the Jericho society face these men next week on dynamite in new orleans louisiana they're going to face them whether they like it or not it or not it's matt hardy headed up to the top looking for that offensive move to draw the butcher through the table it that counts. that's a legal elimination so now the butcher and jeff hardy both eliminated from this tag team tables match, you see the chair in the left hand side of the ring. It's no disqualification. This match, no. Oh. that does not count. Not an offensive move by the blade to drive Matt Hardy through the table. But still, the body crashing through Jr. Yeah, the damage is done. Match continues. This may not be doing either of the Hardys any favors, but be that as it may. Butcher just trying to get his teeth all cut up on the Security. Oh, Martin, 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 oh, the butcher has been eliminated, but again, no disqualification. Well, structure of this match is very unique, to say the least. But the next man that can offer his adversary through the table. Matt Hardy or... are. Yeah, the effects of being driven through the table. You can see the blood trickling down, and now the blade. The blade got opened up in that huge Tornado Tag Team match. And The blade looking to finish it right here, but Matt Hardy spills the outside. Maybe even a desperation move by Matt Hardy, just taking himself out of harm's way. The next table break with an offensive move will end the match. God, this is, this is crazy. But, yeah, Butcher and Blade maybe looking to do more than that, maybe end of the career of Matt Hardy. That's exactly what they're doing, that Shadowman. They want to do more than just win this match. crucial Because of what was at one time the Hardy family office. Everybody the wants gets a shout-out to Hardy's in a ladder match or a tables match. Yes, sir. And look at the Butcher. Down. I'm not so sure that Matt Hardy took the worst of that, guys. Jeff Hardy, because there's no disqualification, he was able to pull the table out of the way. Right. Absolutely. Good your little brothers there for you. Jeff, Jeffrey, Nero Hardy's always been there for brother Matt. But that was an awful landing for Matt Hardy. This is a bowling shoot ugly. Oh. Oh. Well, that bull to stay there by Jeff. It's good for the goose, good for the gander. It, sh- it, it should be a singles match right now, but no disqualification. Oh. And the other is there to help. Oh, look at this. Jeff Hardy seems at the legs of the butcher. And oh! Caught oh. the oh. butcher oh. low, oh. and oh. now oh. go! Look at that, Jeff Hardy! They modified Twisted Look at me like they're outside can not be counted out if you're wondering at home you see the two men who are basically left as far as winning. oh there's the twist of fake by Matt not going to match for him though oh, now Matt Hardy has to drive Blade through the table in order to win or vice versa Matt's got to find Wood building knew that the Hardys are going to find the damn thing. That's right. That ladder being used as a battering ram. Man standing up the ringside. That's a thing. And now, Matt Hardy has laid out both the butcher and the blade with the twist of fate, while Jeff brings the ladder into play. Oh, the table! Oh, no. Now the table's being set up together. A creative architecture by Matt Hardy. His brother Jeff. Jeff is salivating to get on top of that ladder and put his body and career at risk. Well, you can see what they're going to try to do here. Now, this is what they're going to try to do is get Blade up the ladder. Oh, no, they're going to they're gonna put Blade on the table. Looking for a repeat of what we saw a couple weeks ago. And can the be this optimistic? <laughs> Opportunistic. I'm trying to say this is they Fans everywhere standing up and watching this amazing human demolition derby. This is an, this is an incredible sight we're watching here. An
5: incredible sight. Look yeah. at him. Look
2: at him. Here they go. to the table. Three. Three. are your winners, the Hardings. Not only do they win it, gentlemen, they win it in dramatic fashion.
0: Jeff Hardy, absolutely crushing the play. Fearless, the high flyer, the strange enigma, Jeff Hardy, his brother Matt, came to Boston and just won a hell of a ladder match. Oh Wait a second, Andrade El Hilo. He's playing, Down there he is, coming through the tunnel. The assistant private party. Andrade scored that victory over Darby Allen last week on Dynamite. It seems like his business with the Hardy's not over with. Matt and Jeff Hardy outnumbered here. Well, they've been outnumbered before as caliber as you well know. are just about ready to give it up. Is that true? What? Max, how Gym great of you to join on us fat. once again, because it's part cooking competition, part whodunit. done it. Six cooks compete, one cook tries to secretly ruin everyone's dish. Rat in the Kitchen, a new Five. competition series Thursdays at 9 on TBS. I don't know why you keep bringing up the rat thing when I come out here at Scalver, but it's starting to piss me off. Rat in the Kitchen's on Thursday. we got a rat at the table here on Wednesday. Yeah, I can tell you he's never here anymore, that big ward How about that? But you know who is here?
3: Sean Spears, the chairman, the Canadian god. Look at that stomp.
0: You know who else is here? Captain Sean Dean, who has a victory over you. It's called a fluke. It's not called victory. It's called a fluke, pal. Three one. It's up one. and over that rope. Look at this man. Look at the strength of the Canadian guy. awesome skills, refined skill set in the ring, bell to bell. He's handsome. I said earlier, that's it. he's just missing so little Wait, hold on a second. You're the chance? Shut up. See, nothing more than Wardlow. Don't say his name. Then Wardlow get his hands on either Spears or more specifically you, Max, but seems like you're running from Wardlow. Running, I'm sitting down. What are you talking about running? I'm literally right here. I'm right here. I'm sitting right next to you. What are you, an idiot? You blind?
3: Running. Shut up.
0: You should be happy about the Wardlow team. What? Hey, normally they're chanting the sucks, <laughs> so, yeah. it is. hysterical. They're about to be chanting Sean Spears' names at the top of his lungs because Sean Spears, Canadian God, is going to win this match right here, right now, baby. Oh, right, oh, oh what a oh, neckbreaker! Oh. Good old execution there. That's a killer move by Spears. The man's a technical wizard. Spears, oh, pulls up. Play with your food, Spears! Play with your food! I'm shocked he's not more successful than he is, and he's been damn successful. The man's successful. The man's on the pinnacle. There's no more success than that in this sport, in this business. That neck breaker by Spears, maybe in service of that C4, that Death Valley driver that concentrates on the C4 vertebrae. Spears Sean Dean on his shoulder. We have a disturbance in the back here. What the hell's yeah. going on? What's this? What is... what's Security staff have been laid out. I don't understand. I don't What's going on? What, what's going on, Excalibur? What are they saying in your earpiece? They're saying that. Uh, this no, this can't be right. What is it? Max, I'm just gonna let you find out for yourself. Why well, don't the crowd think they have the idea. Well, there no, is. No. Where's your security, Max? That's well, a wild man. A beast. An unstoppable beast is Wardlow. He is manhandling security and he is making his way through that curtain, which leads to the side area. Can somebody do that? Somebody! Wardlow knows exactly where you are, Max. Not want to change your address. Wardlow looked like a man possessed. He was a mountain of a man. He's 270 and lean and nasty. Will they get the security guard towards Us? runs? Whoa, 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 whoa! The winner of this match, Captain, Captain Sean D. because Hugh too, distracted him too. And now let's bring in the TBS champion, along with Mark Sterling, here is Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, the undefeated TBS champion, a true force of nature. A very special athlete. Amazing gifts, physical gifts as we can all see. She's standing at 29-0, but is going to have her war cut out for her to pick up that 30th career win. And now let's throw it back down to the great Tony Schiavone.
2: King Cargill,
0: Mark Sterling, as we approach possibly win win number 30 30 coming coming up in 30 matches, matches. I know you have have your baddies
4: here tonight. tonight.
5: First and foremost, Tony, cut the shit. I am here to formally introduce my baddie section, the baddie section. Cameraman, do your job. Show my beautiful women, so beautiful. You see, a baddie is a beautiful woman with confidence that knows herself. And thankfully, I can stand up here and say this to all you slobs, because I know myself.
2: That's right, I
5: will tell you, it was
4: difficult to find good-looking people in Boston, Massachusetts, but Jane Cargill is such a hard worker and she persisted and she
3: was able to do it. Now, I'm also here to inform you
2: that the one person not allowed in the baddie section tonight for sure is Marina Shafir. She may be a badass, but she is no baddie.
5: Trash. I mean, we should just address this girl as number 30 at this point. I am tired of all these MMA losers coming into this business. I am tired of all you wrestling rejects coming into my ring on my show.
2: That's, That's right, right, I was a little
3: concerned about her fighting background and the fact, the fact that she calls, calls herself the problem.
5: The problem. Give me faith. Well, thankfully, I'm the problem solver.
0: Jade Cargill seeking that 30th win, but the problem Marina Shafir, of course, with a mixed martial arts background, the high-level judo background. The 20-year-old Julia Hart is the underdog in this matchup, and now that, that, if that statement is somewhat true, we're seeing the former champ widen the lead. And Karashida hammering Julia Hart, returning the favor for Julia's attack before the bell. Julia sent Hart into the corner. Karashida. Charging and running oh. knee strike right on the money. Ever since she's been in AEW, Sheeta prevails when she is aggressive, when she is motivated, when she's angry. And Julia Hart's gotten her pretty mad here. Now, Julia was fighting that suplex, but Hikar Sheeta looking for the running knee strike. Julia just rolls to evade, now takes herself out of bounds underneath the bottom rope. She can barely pull herself up here, guys. Got a feeling that the end could very well be near for one of these ladies. And right now Julia Hart is on the downhill slide. Sheena with the cover. Julia, though, able to kick out. She picked her up from the apron over top of the ring. And that suplex found its mark. Wow. Good perseverance, good tenacity by Julia Hart. She knows how important a spot in this tournament is, but Hikaru Shida... Oh, look at Julia gouging the eyes of Shida! She won't let go, look at this! Yeah, and, real quick step right into her without a count. Oh, the all-time situation, the Bulldog headlock. One, two... No, Shida able to kick out. Julia frustrated, but she's in there with a former world champion, Hikaru Shida. Serious, looking for anything big that can find her three seconds to beat Sheeta. In this matchup, I believe that Sheeta's heavily favored. Julia. Oh! Both knees are tested right there, fellas. You're right, buddy. Oh, dive, yeah. Diving elbow strike there by Hikaru Sheeta. And now, the Tamashi! That spinning knee strike. Oh, she's not looking. Again, aggressive, angry. Hikaru Fierce. Shida gets Julia of the falcon arrow! Plants Julia Hart center of the ring! And Hikaru Shida advances to the tournament! Here's Here's to of folks. Hikaru going to... Shida. But the more experienced Akuru Shida, looking good here tonight. I know that Owen Hart loved the Japanese wrestling and be proud of him. It's two rooms. Well, yeah. Serena D, who has tormented Hikaru Shida all these months. Now looking to play mind games once again, but oh! Sheeta anticipated the shot from behind. Serena's got that steel chair. Now we have to match up with that Kindle stick. Well, we saw Hikaru Shida. Take Serena deep to the proverbial woodshed with that kendo stick just a few weeks ago. I think S- Serena remembers the stick. I believe so. Look at the anger in her face. Look at it now. She's got a little bit of a smile across her face. It's not done between these two guys. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.
3: PW Hustle,
0: the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.